Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. What's going on? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and launch this early as you guys come into the room, take part in this. But you know the drill. We like to see the places that we have been. So change your chat settings to everyone down on the bottom right there and let us know where you're tuning in from. I think Canada is going to be first. Pakistan, I did not expect you, my friend. Blow it, Jake. Holy cow. <laughs> Shout out to Sweden. I see you. Uh, I love the flag with the blue and the yellow with the cross. I just saw a whole thing on your flag. Amazing stuff. Uh, California, what's popping? We always know you're in here. Don't say hot, Lana. Laura, if I've learned anything, it's that people in Atlanta do not care for hot Lana anymore. Shout out to Phoenix. What's popping? I know it's hotter than all get out where you're at. Minnesota, I see you. Toronto representing 6666. Uh, so what's going on? Austin, Music City. What's popping? North Carolina, I see you. Uh, it's a dry heat. Fair enough. Houston, Texas ambassador right here. They do it big in Texas. All right. As you're coming into the room, let us know what you are. Let's go ahead and get things started right here. This is what you're here to learn about today. Leveraging LinkedIn Sales Navigator to book more meetings. We have an expert. I am your host, James Say What Sales Buckley. Welcome back to the Sell Better Daily Sales Show, where we give you daily sales advice to help you sell better. Now, here's what I'm excited about when it comes to the man in the room with me. He's been a Star Wars fanatic this whole time in his sales career. But if you go to his LinkedIn profile right now, you're going to see a lavender style representation of my favorite wizard and yours, Gandalf. I think he's going to swap over to the Middle Earth side of the fence very soon. Let's give a big welcome to Will Aiken. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks, James. Always a pleasure to be here. And uh, it's pretty dark back there, but I do now have a Lord of the Rings helmet stuck right there. Gondor, Fountain Guard helmet that I bought from a thrift store recently. It was 20 bucks. Couldn't resist it. Couldn't not buy that, you know? Incredible. Yo, this guy's going to be on my side of the fence real soon. So look for it. We're going to be talking in Cinderin in no time. All right, scan this QR code right here and check out our new website, sellbetter.xyz. Learn more about how we help salespeople just like you. That's the name of the game today. And explore our YouTube channel. This is where you're going to find all types of highlights and clips and value for you to start executing right away. I want to give a big thank you to Apollo. This is some of the best tech in the world right here. It's like conversational intelligence plus sales enablement. There's so much value in here. And big shout out to my longtime friends over at Vidyard, making the magic happen for salespeople consistently. When it comes to video and how you leverage video in your sales process, there's no one better than Vidyard to help you do this effectively. And everything you're about to learn today is all about scheduling demos. So we've put together Vidyard's four keys to demo success. I'm dropping that in the chat right now. Go and grab this free resource because everything you learn today is going to get you some more demos and you want to be the best demo executioner possible. Let's give you a little bit about what you're going to get from Will today. And this is probably some st great stuff that you're going to pick up that has different, it's different. It's not the same old same. Uh, and let me know one, two, or three. If you're a one, you're new to LinkedIn Sales Navigator. If you're a two, you make lists, but you want some more stuff. And if you're a three, you are a longtime user and you're looking to level up. Let me know in the chat which one of those you fall into. Those are the three schools I typically see. So this is all the stuff you're going to get today. Let's take a look at who's in the room. Bam, look at that. 
SDRs, AEs, look at that. I'm right on every time. It's right around 13% for senior leadership and it's getting, it's getting better. It's getting better. Go tell your friends. We need more people just like you to come learn from the folks like Will that are sharing their knowledge. Okay, let's get into it right here. Uh, all right, Will, I'm going to take this down and you are going to show us a few things that are worth knowing. And one of the things that I want to start with is this limiting labels. So talk to me about these limiting labels. Show me what you mean. Uh, and everybody just pay close attention as Will brings this up and talks about the workarounds. Yeah, yeah. So just to set the scene a little bit here, I'm always being like lead the, the top end of the thing where you start identifying and finding new leads for yourself. It's often neglected in the CEO set of a lot of the sellers. They're always trying to cold call better, always trying to email better. I like to think of lead gen, creating lead lists. as kind of like restocking the food in your fridge. Mm. And if you don't do that often, what's going to happen? You're either going to eat it all or the stuff you don't eat is going to go moldy. So you always got to be jumping in there, restocking it, making sure it's always fresh. And the best way to do that, I've found in my experience, giving myself the most control of marketing on delivering, jump into Sales Navigator and finding those people myself. So when I jump into Sales Navigator, what we're talking about when we say limiting searches, what we're looking at right now is a lead search within Sales Navigator. And what LinkedIn likes to do for us is that they've kindly sorted all of our customers into different filters, different categories that we can search by. Company headcount is one. As you can see, I've got a few filters in there. You can do current company, company type. Uh, you can start adding all of these in here. And then that way you can slowly get a more specific list of people who might be good fits for you. Now, the problem is with this is that when I go to type sync in, for example, I just get rid of these two real quick. And I put in, hang on a second, we got a, we got a surprise refresh here. That's upsetting to see. Um, and I put in vice president of sales, or I go to type in VP of sales. And a lot of the time you don't actually see what you want here because you're kind of confined to the categories that LinkedIn's already set for you. Mm. And the one I see this probably most persistently get in my way is when I talk about industry. And the reason for that is because I like to sell to specific industries, or at least I want to make lists of different people in different industries, for whatever reason. Maybe I want to reach out to them saying, hey, we work with, you know, we started working recently with this company in your industry, you might know yada yada, whatever it may be, or maybe I just know that my best ICP, the people who make really good customers, will work in the software industry. The problem is, there's different industries here, and if I type in IT services and IT consulting, and I'm trying to look for software people, then I'm not going to be able to find all of them. Because the problem is, when I go and type in human resources, services, let's say, and include that, then what we're actually going to find is that a lot of people who do work in software actually list themselves as human resources services as their industry. So we had have searched software or IT under the industry for those, we would have met someone like Greg Peel, who's the national vice president of sales at a company called iSolved, which I know, because they're a past customer of mine, that is a, um, I think they're a, uh, yeah, HCM company. They're a human resources software company. But Greg's listed his industry as human resources because he sells a HR software. And this happens not just in sales, but marketing leadership, development leadership. People just list themselves as kind of whatever they fancy. Well, that makes it really hard to find them or easy to miss them when we're doing our searches. So there's a little way that I can get around that, which I'm going to show in just a moment. But I want to make sure I'm not going too fast because I did see a few ones in the chat. So I'm going to just do a little pit stop right there, James. Did I miss anything up until now? Yeah, let us know if you do have a question at any point through the show. There is a Q&A option down at the bottom, and we want to answer as many questions as possible. We may not get to them right away, but if we see them and they're relevant to what we're talking about in the moment, we will answer your questions. So if you have questions, 
specific to what you want to know about LinkedIn Sales Navigator, please throw them in the q and I'm excited for the Q&A portion. Uh, we are great. Hey, in the Q&A section, that's where you want to put your question because they will get buried in the chat. All right. Uh, so limited searches. And I understand exactly what you're saying. And I think it's smart that people list themselves as being a part of the industry that they sell into. That makes sense to me. But how do we narrow that scope then? What is the magic workaround, Gan- Lavender Gandalf wizard, that makes this work for us with these searches? How do we fix it? Absolutely. So as I mentioned before, find the leads that no one else can involves doing things that other people don't do. You can find the leads that your competitors and your colleagues aren't finding, and you're going to find a bunch of untapped people who probably aren't getting hit up quite as much as the people who appear on the first page of this results list here. Now, one massively overlooked feature in LinkedIn, both the core and also sales navigator side of things, is mm. this little bar at the top here, search keywords. What this allows you to do is search the prospects or the, the, the member of LinkedIn's profile, their entire profile, their about section, their job descriptions, their job titles, anything that's on their profile for a keyword. And that's I'm really looking. <laughs> that's that's it. That's right, right? So it's going to go on there and it's going to find everyone. And I'm willing to bet that uh, somewhere on Aaron's profile, oh wait, sorry, that was the wrong one. Somewhere somewhere on the profile that we looked at of the person who sells HR software, they yeah. probably mentioned software, even though they've listed the industry as HR. So that's where you might want to start doing keyword searches to layer on top of your already existing title, location, geo, company filters. So if I just whack in software here, our search is going to become much more whittled down to people who are just showing the word software in their profile, which is much more reliable to me at least, or at least gives me slightly different results to when I put the industry in as IT or IT development or software development, although all the different kind of canned industries that LinkedIn has ready for you, because now I'm actually searching for what the prospect has elected to write in their profile somewhere. Let me let me know in the chat, yes or no, did you know that that keyword search searched through their entire profile for that word? I always thought that it was looking for those keywords across LinkedIn. That's what I assumed. And that, you know, for me wasn't so great, but using it on a specific profile actually makes a lot of sense. We got some yeses, we got a lot of noes in here. Uh, this is great stuff. Thank you so much for your engagement. We appreciate you guys. Uh, yes, because it cuts down the contacts quite a bit. I did notice that. Good call, Rob. Uh, okay, so you had a Venn diagram that mm-hmm. represented Boolean searches ins and outs quite well. Uh, I, I, everybody uh, in the chat, Venn diagrams are the circle maps that always have like the la- the overlaying piece. Uh, so he, he's going to bring it up for you. But I wanted to give you that image, right? And we're going to look at it in the context of a Boolean search. So talk to me about this Venn diagram. Absolutely. So what you're describing there is a scary word that not many people know unless they've worked in recruitment or IT, and it's the word Boolean. Yeah. Um, Boolean spelled B-O-O-L-E-A-N, and it's a way to essentially search a database or series of information uh, for a specific thing. And you can get pretty complex with your queries so that you can start excluding certain things, including other things, but also... Um, including specific phrases rather than just single words. And I wish I had that Venn diagram ready because I did pull up beforehand, but I'm struggling to find it and I'm not going to panic while we're live in the air and I can just show you instead. Um, So basically, when we look at this keyword search here, we might want to search for software, right? And to someone's earlier that, you know, the results got smaller. That's actually a really good thing. 
I find the more specific I can get with my searches, the better. Because there is no chance I am ever going to sit here and scroll through 7,000 people and click save on all the ones that look like fits. What I want to do is remove all the people who don't look like fits until I have a list of like 200 people who I know are 100% all going to be perfect fits. Maybe even have a reason included for me to reach out to them because of how intense my searching got. So where you might start using Boolean is if you want to start excluding or including extra words. So... And the reason you do this is because, as we mentioned before, people aren't trying to be found by salespeople, so they're not search optimizing their profiles for us to find them. And that means they start using different words. So software often gets also referred to as SaaS, software as a service, right? So what I could do in that case is I want to find someone who has the word software or SaaS in their profile. And by doing that, my results should probably pop up not by much because so so software is definitely the more used one, but you see you can get extra 500 results in there. Because right. now what it's searching for is we're looking for anyone who has the word software or SaaS in their profile. Right, we're expanding our search. We don't always want to do that unless we've got very small results. But the real use case for this is when you start combining different search queries. So or would be like this or that, right? But the other one we might want to start using is and. So now we're going to be searching for more than one thing. We're going to be searching for, we want software or SaaS, and we definitely want to find this one thing, right? So in this case, I'm actually just do and. Give me something, James, give me an example of something that I might want to find on someone's profile. That's uh, software, SaaS, and human resource. No, construction. Okay. So yeah, construction. Let's do construction. So right now, <laughs> we're probably going to start finding a, a search here, because that's quite a specific word, right? Of 192 people, and I'm willing to bet, based on my uh, my 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 spider centers, that all 192 people in here probably work at a construction software company. That's right. Uh oh. Now we've got a hyper specific search. James, you give me a really specific one there, but this is actually really useful. For example, a few years ago, I was working with a company. I think it's called Raken. They're a construction software company, and I just closed a deal with them. And you know what I wanted to do? Right after I close a deal with a customer, or I hear someone else on my team has closed a deal with a customer. I want to go and find people who look just like that customer and reach out to them and say, hey, Raken recently came on board with us because they were finding this problem was was a serious problem for them and their team. Just curious, we're helping them solve it by doing this and this. Does that sound relevant to you as well? Great message right there, right? So this is a classic search that you could go ahead and do to try and find software companies that are similar to the one that you may have just closed a deal with or are similar to your existing customers. And now we can start finding VPs of sales at all those companies that have those keywords. This is a great way to zero in on triggers. We're going to talk more about Boolean search and how you can zero in on triggers and the things that LinkedIn Sales Navigator can feed you as we move forward and dive deeper into the product. Uh, I do have a question by Frank Spear here, and he says, the best way to communicate with the leads. Frank, Will just gave you a great example of a message that's based on something that from the Boolean search that he might use based on a deal that he just closed. So I think that's a good example. And if you want to learn more about messaging in LinkedIn, effective messaging, we're doing a great show with Marcus Chan come Thursday. So drop that link in there for Thursday's show with Marcus Chan, all about LinkedIn messaging. So you're going to want to sign up for that one when you get in there. Thanks for asking that question, Frank. We appreciate you. Uh, that was a good lead in for Thursday's show. So drop that link in there for me, Maria, and we'll get everybody signed up for that. Uh, let's get specific because you talked about brackets and quotations, and I think this is part about part partly impacting the Boolean search. Yeah. But there's something specific 
that brackets and quotations do when you're searching? How do you use these? Yeah, so so let's let's take a few steps back there. Go back from the construction search. We want to have make sure we have a lot of results to uh, to use here. So one of the things before we jump onto the brackets or um, or, or quotations is, mm -hmm. as you can see, I've used here software or set or SAS. Anyone who's done like high school algebra knows that the brackets kind of contain it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like this is its own search, but then we can start combining that with other stuff. So in this one, I might do software SAS or and then what we're doing is right now we're kind of excluding or including certain words, but there are certain oh. phrases that we might want to include as well. So in this case, I might do like software as a service, which is what SAS stands for. And then I might get rid of that software query and hit enter on that instead. So when we do a bracket, what it starts to do is search for that specific query instead of that specific keyword. Now in this, yeah. So now we're getting people you know, VPs of sales with all these search criteria that LinkedIn gave us based in the United Kingdom and Canada and US, 4,500 results. And we know all of them have SaaS or SAP software as a service in their profile somewhere. Now, where we might want to take it a next step further is because I'm, again, I'm not scrolling through 4,500 names. I just don't have time. And as I start to scroll through these, I'll start to realize, uh-oh, I'm running into a problem there. Vice President of Sales Americas, good fit. Might save that, that, that old Todd there to a lead list. Go ahead get my lead list and then try and export that using one of your lead gen tools so I can put in my CRM and start sequencing them. That, that might answer some of the questions about how you get them out of here, right? And start actually using this information. Yeah. But then I scroll down, Vice President, SAP Sales Digital uh, Transformation. That's a good fit for me. VP of Sales Enablement. Mm -mm, hang on a second. VP of Sales and VP of Sales Enablement are two very different things. A VP of Sales is in charge of the entire sales function. Right. Shauna here, no shade to Shauna, isn't necessarily the leader of the entire sales department. So whilst she might be a champion in one of my deals, oftentimes I'll know my ICP and know that deals with enablement might not go anywhere. That's so right. I might start to want to exclude some words here. And right behind, below Shauna there as well, we start to see certain cows. Vice President of Sales Midwest and West. I don't want the Vice President of Sales Iowa. I want the Vice President of Sales America. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to start excluding people who aren't looking like fits. So in, in doing so, I can use a, a query, which is when you start using the not. So in this one, I will use not, and then I'm going to do this. Um, enablement. So I'm going to now, I'm going to get rid of anyone who has the word enablement in their profile. And that might be a little bit constrictive because realistically, we know that VPs of sales might still use the word enablement in their profile. Yeah, maybe. But realistically, in the, in the case of efficiency, I'd rather just get to the people who are going to be very good fits for my search. When I press not enablement, I'm going to get rid of a bunch of people from that search. Anyone who has the keyword in their profile. I'm going to do another one, not. And then because we saw Midwest, West on there, we can actually now do a bracket again because we want to exclude a few different things. Right. So I'm going to do Midwest. Or no, you know, I'm just going to do West. West or East or Regional. And then I'm going to close bracket because now I'm excluding anything, any one of those if they are in the profile. Hit return. And now all of a sudden, we're not going to find any VPs of sales West, VPs of sales enablement. And we could keep doing this until we kind of whittle down that search until we're in a very happy spot, knowing that everyone in that sit list is both a manageable size that we can start scrolling through it and not wasting our time. But two, we're not going to start finding people who are enablers, operations, because that's the restrictiveness of LinkedIn. It counts a VP of sales enablement or a VP of sales West. Or let's break out the revenue space. Hey, let's say, 
let me just try and think of a different persona that's not in the SaaS or VP of sa- or sales industry. Uh, let's do like cybersecurity. Yeah. So like I might. So so when you start searching for head of security in in LinkedIn, what's going to happen? Y'all, you're probably going to get a lot of security guards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So like that's where you might start using like exclude guards. I all know those mall security guards. They got no budget cyber. You know, like at that point, like that's where you might start using some of these queries to really nail down. And you can use this bar for search and titles as well. Yeah. I could actually go in here and put and and then just do specifically. I just want to find vice president of sales. Hit that. Now I'm searching for people who specifically have that exact phrase as a title, right? We're getting smaller and smaller. And if we start layering on some trigger filters or some more specific demographic information, like where the company's based, the size of the company, um, then we're going to get a really nice search here where we're going to have a hundred results that we can throw into a sequence. And we're going to be knowing that everyone we're reaching out to is probably going to be a fit without having to look at each one and scrutinize them going, oh, vice president of sales of West. No, that's not a fit. Instead, what I look at now as I scroll down here, I can tell you every single one of these would be a good fit for me to reach out to here at Lavender. Uh-oh, we missed one, Central. Regardless, as we start to learn our ICP and, and, and realize that, we can start excluding people if we want a fit and make our searches much more specific. Save us a buttload of time and finding really good fit leads. This is incredible. I know there's a lot of twos in here and a lot of ones. Uh, so let us know in the chat, yes or no. Is this something useful for you? Are you going to start using this Boolean search method? I feel like this is a great way to start big and narrow that scope down to exactly who you sell best to and even find some triggers. We're getting there. Uh, there's some good stuff going on right now. So as you're answering that question and letting us know if you're going to use that Boolean search method, also take part in this based on what you've seen so far. Do you feel like you use Navigator to its full potential? I don't care who you are. If you're in this room, you should probably be saying, nah, I don't. Right? So that's just the way that it is, yo. Go ahead and answer that question for us. We got some good questions. Uh, let's answer a couple. If you get questions, throw them in the Q&A. Uh, okay, so real quick, this is a, a big one I think that a lot of people need to just know how to do. Uh, do you want to show somebody how they can upload a lead list, just where that function is in Sales Navigator? Probably a super important one. Uh, Siobhan, thank you for asking that. Yes, I can. Uh, with that said, I am a being a cheapskate right now, and I'm not paying for the advanced version of Sales Navigator. So right now, I can't show you how to do that. Um, I sadly. Um, so 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 typically, what you do if you want to do that, and you're on a team or advanced plan, I'm on a core plan because I'm kind of like on my own here. Um, and I I haven't asked Lavender to pay for. I pay for myself out of my own business, so I just don't. It's like 70 bucks difference. I could pay for it if I wanted to. I could probably upgrade now to show you. But all you want to do is go ahead to your um, accounts, I think it is. And then on this page, last time I checked, last time I had the advanced plan, I had uh, add accounts and there was a button here that said upload a CSV, yep. at which point you could upload just a basic list of um, accounts and it will figure out what column they're in and it will actually add them for you. It's really accurate as well. So if you have a list of named accounts in Salesforce or your CRM, you can just download a CSV and then upload it here. Or sometimes there are connections you can make between the two. That's where my knowledge would probably start. When we start talking about APIs and stuff, that's probably where I'm going to, I'm going to tap out mm-hmm. and send you over to someone in RevOps instead. That's good. Uh, so I want, I want to play a game with the audience here and let's have some fun. Let's take a look here at what people are saying. It looks like 
64% of the voters are being honest with us and honest with themselves. Most people do not use LinkedIn Sales Navigator to its full potential. So don't beat yourself up if you were a no. It's absolutely fine. You're one of many. Uh, okay, let's have some fun with the audience. I want you guys to let me know in the chat. Pick a industry that you want Will to use his filters to build a list with quickly. Uh, and let's just pick one. Uh, data center, legal, manufacturing, marketing, insurance. Will, take your pick, buddy. We got a lot of stuff coming in here. Okay. Oh, geez. Um, and let's build a list. If you were, the first time you were logging into LinkedIn Sales Navigator, yeah, yeah. this is like for the ones in the room right here. And if you're just coming in, we're telling us what industry we want to build a list with in the chat right now. And Will, clear his screen. I want this going to challenge me a little bit because I don't want to... I like the sound of legal. I like the sound of, uh, I don't know, let's just pretend law firms, independent law firms, lawyers at law firms, owners, senior lawyers. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Law. Let's go. Jesus, Louisa. All right. This is, this is going uncharted territory. We're, 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 we're improbbing it. This is dangerous (laughs) games. But mess up, James. You got to pretend I did it on purpose. It's fine. We're actually chasing lawyers here. So if one of them comes at me, I'm deferring them to you. (laughs) <laughs> okay. To be fair, let's just say that I'm selling to lawyers. Don't know why I'm selling to lawyers, but in this mindset, I'm going to pretend that I'm selling. I'm a... Okay. I'm just selling to lawyers. All right. I'm just, I'm going to think as long as I go right here. And sure. let's just say, I, I'm going to probably... you. The thing is with ICPs, you've got to make sure you know this even before you start searching is who's the most receptive to your messaging? Who's the most like to buy once you're in the cycle? Unless you're a very small startup who's never sold to anyone before, you probably have some historic data that you can go back and look on in your CRM to see who makes a really good fit customer. The tighter your ICP can be, the better. We're not trying to sell to everyone out here. If we're trying to sell to everyone, they're probably not a very good fit for anyone. I want to find the very tight fit leads who I can reach out to, and I know they're going to probably be facing the problems that I can help solve or have a much higher likelihood. So let's just say I want to start selling to smaller law firms. I don't want to be selling to the the Kipinjim, the KPMGs and the the whatnots of the world. I don't even know the do law services. So I'm going to stay say for like family-sized law firms. We'll pretend let's say I'm selling like website development or marketing services to lawyers or maybe I'm selling a small legal software for them. Um in here what I'm probably going to do is in this case is so I've gone for my size of headcount is t- t- 1 to 50, let's say. That's my my ICP. I'm going to go for geography. I'm going to go for people based in the United States. Um, just to t- narrow it down, one, because, you know, not to paint with a white brush here, but Americans, y'all got a lot of money, all right? I'm based in Canada. <laughs> I might UK and Canada in here as well because they've got some money as well. And they speak English, so there's no communication issues there. It's a worthy question for our international audience. If you're in the crowd and you're international, do you sell to the American market? You know what? Dude, this is good. I might just try and say that I'm a regional, you know, marketing software uh marketing agency for law firms and i'll be working with a lot of companies in the halifax region which is where i live in canada so now i can start trying to sell to uh maybe small law firms based in halifax nova scotia because then i can write them a really relevant message saying hey we can work with a couple of law firms you might know of in halifax and help them reach new clients where i can we do the same with you that's not every single one of my triggers i'm going to use but i like that trigger quite a lot Okay, so now I'm going to go for uh, company headquarters. I just want to make sure they're not someone who works for a you know Thai company, but based in North America. So I'm just going to make sure that their headquarters is North America as well. And then I'm going to do, I'm probably not going to do job title there. I might do- You don't want to type, why not type lawyer there? Why not type lawyer? Because in my mind, I don't want to talk to like the 
the the the lawyer the legal intern at the at the at the law firm mm. like that's going to waste a lot of my time i reckon i can probably get there faster by you doing a bit of keyword searching so actually you know what? i probably will do it partner include and then i'm going to do owner as well because in my mind those are the two people who have probably got some buying authority in a, in a law firm just in my mind based on my very light knowledge of legal I am going to use the industry filter on this one because I think most lawyers will put uh, legal services on their profile and we'll see how we go with that as well. In my mind right now, I've got 56 results. That's actually probably enough for me to just spend some time looking through here. I might just make it Nova Scotia, which is my province instead, because that's just a little bit tighter than I'd like. And that's probably going to improve by about yeah, 20 people. There's not that many people where I live. Um, <laughs> but let's just pretend we got 200 people here or 500 people and I wanted to whittle it down quickly. I can just quickly scroll through this. Already I'm seeing that we're getting some pretty good fits here. And I yeah. might just double check because some people say legal service in their profile. I want to put like lawyer in there. Or actually I might do a little search here. Lawyer or legal. Just do something that's going to make sure that those people are definitely, you know, there's no reason why they wouldn't have those words in their profile if they actually are a owner or partner at a law firm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a bit of law in there as well. Another, another keyword just popped into my mind. And we didn't lose anyone. We lost one person. Regardless, this is where I might start going through and looking for reasons to exclude people. Scrolling through. Most of these people look like pretty good fits for the use case I described of selling a marketing agency services to, to owners at law firms. And the list isn't that big. So we've actually probably got there on our own. Yeah, that's getting some manageable list is kind of what I'm gathering here is people often, and you said this to me when we were talking about this, you said, People build these enormous lists. They do a couple yeah. of different filters, right? I want this title, the headcount this many, and I want them located here. And there's thousands of leads on there. But then they they do like two pages and then they never come back to that list. And that list just sits there, no? That's um I think that's probably the biggest mistake I used to make as well. I would like do a new search every single day or have a saved search and I'd kind of like pick up where I left off and just be trudging through this list of seven thousand like people I was trying to target. Yeah, it's a huge waste of time, massive waste of time. Um, in my mind, yeah, you want to get this list as small as possible, but also as specific as possible. So you just spend less time like thinking and more space time just getting good fit people into your pipe. And I'm going to build different lists for different reasons as well. James alluded to earlier, triggers, super incredible way to reach out to people. So like one thing I used to do, let me pull up a saved search here. Yeah, is is actually try and start looping in my triggers into my search. So this is where okay. I can start getting really, really good, right? Um, give me a sec here. So this is important, what he's about to show you here, because we're always looking for context for outreach. If you learn to use LinkedIn Sales Navigator to feed you the reason for reaching out in addition to giving you the people you should be reaching out to, that is like LinkedIn Sales Navigator ninja stuff right there that can help you be more effective faster in your outreach. After he shows you this, I'm just going to dive into the Q&A section for you guys. So make sure you get your questions in here with Will. Yeah. So some filters that I could definitely search for in here, um, and they actually do a very good job of kind of building them out for you in a way. Um, if I go to, let me just think, spotlights. We've got a few triggers that are actually kind of built in here. They've changed jobs the last 90 days. That's a good reason to reach out to someone. It's a little bit overused as a trigger these days. I find a lot of people like, hey, I saw you recently started Acme Corp. You know, yada yada. 
However, there's different things you can layer on because I find the more specific the trigger, the more relevant the reason you're reaching out, the more likely someone is to listen to you or read your yeah. email or do whatever it is that you're reaching out to them with. So I could actually go like past company. I could do uh, LinkedIn and I could pretend, let's say LinkedIn's one of my biggest customers, let's say here at Lavender. They're not, but they were at Vidyard. And then I could, what I could do is um, do if their past company is LinkedIn. I now have VPs of sales who used to work at LinkedIn. Uh-oh, that's a trigger right there. That's a reason I can start reaching out. Hey, Michael, saw you used to work at LinkedIn. You're at ArcDev right now. Not sure if you had any exposure to the tool while you were there, but LinkedIn's a big user of Vidyard. They use it to send videos to their customers. Curious if you've got anything like that in place of ArcDev yet. Boom, super relevant message. I'm starting to build these triggers into my search. I can save this, have this list now of 54 people as its own list, put it into its own sequence, which is X LinkedIn, let's say, X LinkedIn leaders and send them all very similar messages and they will actually be relevant. And this is what I think a lot of people struggle with when they try to scale outbound. They start sending very generic messages. By doing very smart searches, you can build really smart lists and then you can actually reach out to all these people with the same reason, but still extremely relevant to them, right? Um, another one is uh, you can do account-based ones. This is actually quite new. You can now do lead and account searches right next to each other. So when I do an account search, I can... Um, I can look for companies that might be, let me just go for my sales search that one earlier. I might find ones that have growing sales teams that are growing with a uh, department headcount over 20%. Hello. Hello there. So then yeah. I can save all these accounts, these 1,000, that's way too many, but I could try and whittle down that search a little bit myself. Maybe I might actually do a keyword here, software. Um, and then I can save all these 386 accounts and then I can jump back across to my lead search. And I know we're getting a bit complex here. And in my lead search, I can then include um, all my usual filters, you know, my VP of sales filter or, v or, or owner or lawyer, whoever it is. And then um, where am I looking for it here? I'm going to stop for a second because I know we're, you, you said we're going to Oh, your list. Yeah. My account list. I can then add in my new account list of companies that have a 20% or higher headcount growth count for the sales, engineering, legal, security team, include that. And boom, we've got none here right now because I chose a bad list. But the point being, I would then have a list of leaders at the accounts that I found had over a 20% headcrown growth, which again, oh my gosh, hey, spot of your headcrown went up by over 20% last quarter. That's a lot of people bringing on the team. I'm sure there are a lot more challenges starting to pop up. Maybe this is one of them, right? So that's where I start using triggers in my searches to save me time having to research these leads later. Yo, this is magic right here. Let me tell you why. Put a one in the chat if you guys have a channel in your Slack or in your company that lets you know when you've now signed up, when your company signs up a new client. You have a new client. If you know that because your company tells you whether it's Slack or something else, put a one in the chat. That means every time in that channel, when you see that your company picks up a new organization, a new client, add them to your saved list, your account list. This way you can exclude it as people we already do business with. And that brings all the people that are already clients out of your list so that you can focus on new logos. I see you chomping at the bit, pal. What do you got? Caveat? Well, no, that's where if you if I had a, not made a cheap skate today and uploaded a CSV, you can do that much quicker, upload all your existing accounts. Or if you're using the Team Plus plan, plan I think you can connect it with your CRM, HubSpot, Salesforce, whatever you're using, and then exclude any leads who are already in your CRM. That's yeah. a great way to start finding people who no one at your company's ever reached out to before. I used to love doing that, exclude anyone who's in my CRM. Even those people with my CRM may not have been worked that hard. It's just, again, one extra way to save me time double appling on accounts uh, and people who we've already done business with. I, I love that, but I, I can't let it go without saying this. It's okay. not 100% accurate. 
And the reason is because not everybody uses the same email address on LinkedIn as they do on in your CRM. And that's a data cleanliness issue. There's probably a load of conversation around that. We talk about data a lot, but I've used that feature, you know, exclude leads already in Salesforce. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not accurate. You know what? It's never going to be 100% accurate. Data decay is real. Some people don't grab it. They're LinkedIn. You know what I mean? So that there's always going to be an element of error in here. We're trying to get yeah. the, the best possible result. Best possible. Least like the bit of error. That's right. To be honest, uploading the list of kind of active accounts is probably the best way to do that. And then exclude that from your search and use it as a way to do not include people who work for these companies. Yeah. That's probably the safest way to do it, I would say, because then it's not based on the remats, based off who they're listed currently working for. Yeah, it definitely is uh, a step to take that will help you in your searches. Great value today. Uh, Let's get to some questions. This one comes from Travis. How would you say Sales Navigator software is to somebody that's an SDR, BDR role? And would you say that we should expect our companies to pay for that service or enable to enable us further for success? Uh, What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, if I think there's any tools you're going to pay for, I'd say Sales Navigator. Uh, if you're in B2B sales, maybe yeah. if you're not in B2C and you're selling to consumers, then Sales Navigator is like top three. Yeah, um, I would agree. Uh, uh, Travis, I would add though that if your company is unwilling to pay for it, it's absolutely worth your investment to purchase it for yourself. I've learned that firsthand. Then you're willing to pay for it. That means all your colleagues haven't found all these leads yet and you're like going to clean up. Um, but I know that sucks to to do as a rep. I've, I've ended up having to pay for my own tools in the past when I haven't been able to get my uh, leaders buy-in, but this is this is pretty table stakes and beats me, I would say. So I would get Yeah, it. I would agree. Um this one comes from Ibad. I think I think I'm saying your name right, Ibad. Uh I've been using Cognizant and Zoom Info for the last two years, but I struggle in finding verified mobile numbers of prospects. Is there an effective way to find mobile numbers using LinkedIn Sales Navigator? Does LinkedIn Sales Navigator actually provide you with contact info? No, it does not. You are almost I think in LinkedIn's mind, they would like you to start sending in-mails through their system. Personally, I've had very little success with emails. My boss did like a, or Will already did like an article saying how you can do emails, but I still, I'm not, I'm not totally sold. You're going to want to plug in a tool on top of this, like Zoom Info, like Lead IQ, like Apollo, whatever you may use. And that's going to import those things into your sequencing tool or into your CRM. Yep. They're never going to be perfectly accurate. A lot of the numbers are going to be missing. But if you get an email address, then that's at least something and a way to reach out to these people. I'd also recommend connecting with people directly um, that you're, they're in your lists and then then you can try and open up a one-to-one DM conversation at a later time. Yeah, I will also mention that I've used all three of those platforms, Zoom Info, Lead IQ, and Apollo. And sometimes it's great to have them all at your disposal. I know I'm I'm special because I get all those tools, uh, but you can actually cycle through and like correct things in some of these software solutions. And that actually helps your team long-term. Uh, all right, this one comes from Zachary. Does the search function search groups and endorsements? I've used the search function on LinkedIn, not Sales Navigator, and that seems to only look at job, job description, profile overview, title, and excludes groups, skills, and endorsements. Uh, what's your value around groups, skills, endorsements when it comes to LinkedIn or LinkedIn Sales Navigator? So as far as I know, when you use the search function, you're searching job titles, the, what they write under their job titles, like the brief blurb about the company the about section on their profile, their headline, which oftentimes people will use a different title and a headline to what they actually lose in their real job title, which is why I like using that. Um, I don't know, and I, I I would guess that you cannot, that it's not going to include all the groups they're part of. That said, there is a group filter already built into LinkedIn that you can use in their filtered searches. 
Now, I've never actually used it because I don't really know why I'd want to use it. Uh, I don't know what it would help me do. I've never thought critically about how I could use it in a good way. Yeah. You can definitely search by if they're part of a certain group, but you have to be very specific about what groups they're part of rather than a keyword group, for example. Yeah, I wonder if that might be a good test run in Boolean and things like that uh, to be able to look at the or or the is endorsed, you know, something like that. Uh, it'll be interesting. On LinkedIn, I'll do some testing for you, all right? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Definitely go connect with Will. That's a great question. Estefania asks, can we talk one more time about why we would use the phrase software as a keyword search when you're filtering and instead of filtering with industry field? Uh, you talked about this earlier. It's be- it's the difference between selling to people that sell in this industry and the way they label where they're at. Yeah. Estefania, he's going to show you right now. Yeah. So if I went for software development, which is the closest thing that LinkedIn has to a software industry, and not all of us in this webinar today sells the software industry, right? right. This is just an example because I sell to them and that's this is a common use case, but you might sell to like realtors. Um, but if I type in here realtor, then that might be uh, real estate, right? But some people, as you can see, there's several different industries here, right? So people call it all di- the kinds of different things. They might even have their industry listed wrong in their profile. Regardless, when I do um, a search for people in the industry with, let's just do a really specific job title. I'll just do VP business development. Let's say vice president of business development, let's say. Uh, I'll get 631 results, right? But when I start throwing in, if I change the industry to um, human resources, I think that's the one we did before, and I include them, then what we're then going to see is we get 88 results. And uh, Altair, I believe, is mobility experiences, doesn't look like the software, Armstrong relocation, just going to try and find one in here. Beeline definitely sounds like a SaaS company if I've ever seen one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Extended. There it is. Software development. Software, right? Yeah. So by searching for the industry that LinkedIn gave us, we would have missed all these people who actually listed their industry as the one they 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 work within. You know what I mean? Like, if I work at LinkedIn, I might not list my industry as software. I might list it as recruiting or um, internet, right? So by using the search, the the keyword, we actually don't have to worry about all these filters and we can just search for people who have the word software in their profile instead, which we're going to see is a much larger search than those 631 that we had when we originally did that search just within the software industry. Estefania, there it is. Now you know why you would use that in the keyword search. It's because you want to make an even more narrow view of the specific individual that you're after. You're very welcome. Thank you for that. Uh, this is the last question and I want a quick answer. Uh, have you built out and used the persona feature and does it help? Uh, that's brand new and I'm doing a video on it. Uh, at the Jessica moment. Daily. I have, Please I stay tuned. That's, that's typically when you would set your personas up front. All it really tends to do is save you time kind of doing this later so you can reuse them in a similar way to the way you save your searches. Um, I've found that not to throw any shade at LinkedIn, but sometimes when they launch these new features, they're not always quite there yet. So um, so originally when they they launched the keyword search that you could do in their posted content, you could only search, they didn't tell you that it was actually only in their articles, not just any post they put on LinkedIn. Yeah. When they started giving intent data, I was finding it was a little bit sketchy, um, especially for a company like Lavender that has a really big presence online. It was telling me like I had like five people who engaged with my company in the past year. And I was like, um, I hope not because I wouldn't have a job. Um, that's my job to like get people to engage with our brand, right? 
So like, I, I, I always worry about those things. I haven't dived deep into the persona thing yet, but I will, and I will report back. I'd be curious to know if you've used it much and seen much success yourself. Um, but generally what you're doing there is almost saving a search within a search, if you know what I mean. So you might have a bunch of pre-baked personas in there, which to me is almost like a better way to not have to save your search. So I might have a VP of sales enablement, like we mentioned earlier, right? They might be one of my personas. And then I might have another persona who's my um, owner of legal firms in Halifax, Nova Scotia that have 50 employees. So by having those preloaded, I can quickly search them, but I haven't to type it all in. But it achieves a very similar thing to what you do when you um, do a saved search, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Saving time, re-entering it. Good answer right there. We appreciate that question, Jessica. Thank you for coming in and asking that question. Uh, we're going to drop Will's LinkedIn inside the chat so that you guys can easily go follow and connect with Will. He is a resource and probably one of the best resources that you will connect with when it comes to sales effectiveness. By all means, connect with us on social. Sellbetter.xyz is our new website. We are excited to bring you more content coming soon. So look out for Market Better. Look out for the next episode of Sell Better coming at you live tomorrow. And be sure you sign up for Thursday's episode with Marcus Chan as we go in to LinkedIn messaging in DMs. Connect with me personally at Say What Sales, and I will see you next time. Thanks for sharing your wisdom today, Will. You're most welcome, James. DMs are open if anyone wants any further tips, and I've got a YouTube video that I can send you back, which will probably answer all your questions anyway. See you later, everybody. Have a great day. Go get them. Peace.